Hey, hey, everybody. So my guest today is Kilian Valkov. He is the founder of Polypane, the browser for developing responsive and accessible websites. As always, we would like to hear more of the founding story and the strategies that accelerated their growth success. Kilian, are you ready to take us to the top? Yes, let's go. All right, here we go. So the first question, can you tell us more about who you are and the SaaS you are working on? How would you describe it? Yeah, sure. Well, I'm Kilian. Uh, I've been a web developer uh, basically since I was 11, uh, but I started a web agency when I was 16 uh, and 14 years later. So that would be uh, 2018. Uh, I was kind of done with that, like making basically the same websites all over and over again. So I sold my stake in that agency and focused on what I've been doing uh, on a side project until then. Uh, which is Polypane. So that started out as a quick way to see your website in multiple screen sizes at the same time uh, for responsive design. And since it has grown to a browser that's fully focused on the developer experience, so it has tools for all aspects of building websites and web apps. Interesting story. You started at a very young age. That's awesome. So what's the business model of Polypane and how is it helping your customers? Yeah, so uh, Polypane is available as a monthly or yearly subscription. Uh, so either single user or, uh, or as a team with a team plan. So from case studies I've done with Polypane users, uh, developers are between three and five times as efficient during development. Uh, so they can get their stuff done in 20% of the time. Uh, but I think the real gain appears after that work is done. Uh, because Polypane confronts you with all these things that are easy to overlook in other browsers. So responsive design, but also things like meta information or accessibility issues. And because Polypane confronts you with these, the websites end up being much more robust. Uh, and that means there's much less of the bug fixing song and dance that happens after websites or web apps go live. Uh, you know, that time where customers finally start to really use the website and really use the web app and then find all sorts of issues that you've overlooked. Um, and also at that point, they're much more costly to fix than they are when you fix them during development. So Polypane basically takes away that entire step of post-launch fixing for developers, um, which is of course a, a huge help. Sounds like a real asset for developers. How and when did you launch the business? Take us back from idea to launch. Yeah, sure. So in 2015, I had just uh, switched my previous company from using Photoshop to Sketch for design. And what Sketch did around that time that Photoshop didn't uh, was that it had artboards. Nowadays, all the design tools have artboards, but back then Sketch really was the first one to do so. And I would use those artboards to design websites with the mobile, tablet, and desktop versions side by side. And having that overview, uh, like being able to see all the different screen sizes in one overview, uh, gave me a much better idea of the website that I was designing. So it was a really pleasant experience for me. But then when I went back to the browser and I only saw a single size at any given time, 
uh, that frustrated me a lot. So I decided to make a small prototype uh, that basically just did what Sketch did, which is show the same page three times at different sizes. And I started using that just for myself. Uh, and as I was using it, I was adding other features as I came up with them or you know stuff I was missing from other browsers. So after doing that for a while, I started sharing it with a small group of other developers and, and taking in their feedback and improving the product that way. Then in 2017, I decided to share it as a public beta so that anyone could use it. Uh, and that gave me a ton more input. It was incredibly insightful, um, especially if you put things out there, you really find out how many wrong assumptions you make when you're just developing for yourself. So that was really interesting. Then uh, after leaving my previous company, I spent a few months polishing up the product and building all the surrounding stuff that you need when you want to sell a product, like the website, uh, user and license management, uh, all the, like the legal documentation, etc. And then I launched in May of last year. So the typical scratching my own itch. Absolutely. And are you bootstrapped or have you taken any VC or funding? I'm, I'm fully bootstrapped. Nice. How did you get your first users to your product? Yeah, so uh, as I said, the real first users were just friends that I asked to take a look. Uh, and then it grew from there. The first paying users I got because during the public beta, I built up a mailing list. And so when I when I had built all like the the sign-up flow, etc., uh, I just emailed the entire list saying, you know, I'm I'm almost ready to launch. Who wants to help me test my sign-up and payment flow? Um, like before I launch. Uh, and that's how I got my first 10 paying users, uh, like a, a week before I officially launched. When did you find out that the product was valid and you were really onto something? Like, honestly, uh, it was when I had been using it on my own for a while. Uh, and I decided to check the numbers. And projects that took me 20 hours before I used Polypane took me just eight with Polypane. So a website that used to take half a week, uh, I would get done in a day instead. Uh, and such a huge difference uh, was already possible with what at the time was just a really primitive prototype. So I knew something was there just from my, my own experience. What are you doing right now to get users on board? So since launch, I've, I've tried basically everything. Um, like ads, paid blogs, uh, everything. Uh, but developers are not easiest to reach with like traditional marketing. Uh, like if, if, if ever there was a group of people that knew how to utilize uh, an ad blocker, it's developers. So I really focus on, on content marketing and SEO, both with articles that I write for the Polypane blog uh, and with three online tools. Uh, and it's it's what I find the most fun to do uh, as well. So it's a, it's a really good fit for me and my target audience. I'm curious, how big is the team that is working on the product and what are their roles? Uh, the team is me uh, and I do all the roles. <laughs> so 
what is your most valuable lesson or fail as a solo founder up to this point? Right. So I I, I, I thought about this question and I, I have two. We want to hear both. <laughs> I have a, a negative and a positive one. So first, the negative one. Um, you know, how everyone says that you shouldn't worry about copycats. Uh, well, I think you should because having one really sucks. Because um, it's a it's a terrible feeling seeing someone else take features you came up with, uh, and thought like long and hard about like how to how can I build this feature in the best way possible, uh, only for someone else to just copy it and claim it as their own. Because um, it it really messes with you mentally, like especially if people start accusing you of being the copier. So I don't really have super good advice on this uh or like a lesson learned but it's uh, it's worth considering that this can happen to you if you start uh, a SaaS business and be mindful of it so on the other hand the positive one um is that i totally make the wrong assumption all the time even when i try to not make the wrong assumptions uh, particularly around features that would be useful to have and which not um, and I keep learning that lesson, so I, I haven't fully learned it yet. Uh, but very often I think that Polypay needs, doesn't need some feature because, you know, there's other tools that already do it that you can use alongside Polypay. Uh, but of course, uh, that's the wrong assumption because people don't know what you know um, and like a, a very specific uh, example the first public beta that uh, that I launched with polypane didn't have synchronized scrolling so if you would scroll in one of the viewports nothing would happen in the others and it didn't because at the time I myself was using this tool called browser sync uh, which does this for you and I just assumed that, you know, everyone that wants this will use browser sync because it's, it's there and it's, it, I thought it was easy to use. Uh, but of course, spoiler alert, just a tiny, tiny percentage of people out there use that tool. And one of the first requests I got was, hey, can you make sure that, you know, everything scrolls when I scroll? Um, so I try to keep that in mind. Um, and, and I think you should keep that in mind when you build stuff that what you hear about or what you, you think everyone uses isn't by far the truth. So just like how, uh, it may feel like at the moment, everyone is using a tool like React or Tailwind, uh, because, you know, that's all everyone really talks about on web blogs or on Twitter. Um, it's really uh not true just a tiny percentage uh use those tools daily so like a valuable lesson is just because something is talked about all the time it doesn't mean everyone's using it so keep that in mind as you build your own features yeah i love your take on assumptions thanks for the great examples as well it's it's one of the things in my opinion every founder needs to be aware of so Great, Killian. Thanks for sharing the story behind Polypay. 
Now let's wrap it up with a lightning round of six questions to inspire others. Before we dive into today's lightning round, let's hear a quick word from a sponsor. Do you want to build your product the best way possible? Listening to user feedback is one of the best ways to do just that. Upvody provides you with feedback boards which you can use internally or share publicly with your users. It also includes a nifty product roadmap. You are getting a 10% discount when you try out their 14-day free trial and subscribe to one of their plans. Use promo code PIRATES and you are all set. Go to upvody.com and start a 14-day free trial. Now, let's go back to the interview. If you would start a SaaS today, what would be the first action to take? So... I would set up a landing page and make sure that the idea resonates with people. Uh, in hindsight, the public beta I did was uh, worked really well uh, because it showed me that the idea of Polypane was one that a lot of people were interested in. Uh, even when I was not able to ar articulate what the idea of Polypane was exactly. Uh, so even if you just have an idea, putting up a landing page will very quickly show you if it resonates with other people. So that's what I do. What are some of your favorite apps and tools on your computer that you can't live without in running daily operations at Polypane? So I, I really live in my email clients, uh, my, like what I call my regular browser, which is Firefox, uh, that has Trello, Toggle, GitHub, and Google Calendar, which I all use a lot. Uh, and then I also use Franz, uh, which is an app that contains all the different chats that I'm in, uh, along with like Twitter and Facebook, uh, so that all of that stays in its own app as well. Then beyond that, uh, I have a, a terminal that's always available under my caps lock key. Uh, and I'm, I'm really surprised that not more developers have this uh, because it's super useful to just quickly like toggle to the terminal to do whatever. Uh, and then like any work gets done in my text editor, which is Atom uh, and of course Polypane, uh, which I use to build the site and all the other services, uh, as well as write my articles in. What's your favorite app on your phone? Uh, in terms of usage, it's definitely Twitter. Uh, it's really my, my dopamine machine. What is your favorite book, which you can also recommend to people that are either starting or about to start a SaaS or a business in general? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I, I think it's really interesting to see how much more info there is out now uh, compared to like even two years ago. Um, but I got the most out of these three books. Uh, the first is Starting and Sustaining by uh, Garrett Diamond. Uh, it's just a really good overview of everything that you need to think about when launching a SaaS, like so both mentally, technically, administratively, really just everything. Uh, I really got a lot out of this book. Uh, the other one is Don't Just Roll the Dice by Neil Davidson, uh, which is about pricing models. Uh, if you do SaaS pricing models, you can, you know, you can basically do everything, uh, but this really helps with figuring out like what is the pricing model that fits well with what I want to achieve and uh, that fits well with my target audience. And then the last one is the Entrepreneur's Guide to Keeping Your Shit Together. 
by uh, Sherry Walling. Uh, and basically, that does what it says on the tin. It's about how to make sure that you as a person are doing okay while running a business, like in terms of mental health and relationships. Great recommendations, especially that book about pricing is a book I'm, I'm going to read. So thank you for that. What SaaS brand do you admire the most? So I, I, I think there's many super well-funded SaaS companies that have amazing resources available. So things like Webflow, Intercom, Envision, etc. cetera. Uh, and that's very cool. Uh, but I find it more interesting when people do that without a huge amount of funding. Uh, so there's companies like Stark, uh, Prototyper, MakerLog, and AppSignal. Uh, they are all doing that as well, but without many millions of funding. And that really inspires me as well. What is your favorite SaaS person to follow or read? Uh, so I, I have two. Uh, I think Rob Walling of Tiny Seat and MicroConf uh, and Patrick McKenzie or Patio11 uh, both share like a lot of good insights from a, a higher level overview than the day-to-day -day SaaS stuff. Uh, and I find that really helpful, that like slightly like a helicopter view uh, type of insight. Great, Killian. Thanks for your time today and sharing your story with us. To conclude this interview, where can we learn more about you and Polypane? Yeah, you can learn more about me on uh, KillianValkov.com or at KillianValkov on Twitter. Uh, and Killian is with one L, uh, but Google will help you out as well. And Polypane is available from polypane.app. Uh, and there's a 14-day free trial, so check it out. Thanks for listening to this awesome episode of the SaaS Pirate Show. We hope you enjoyed it. If you do, please do give us a review to help us get the podcast out to more people. If you are into SaaS, please come and join the awesome SaaS Pirates Facebook group to connect with like-minded people. Without further ado, I hope to see you again next time. Take care.